0: welcome to behind the smoke podcast barbecue war stories my name is sean walchoff with cali comfort barbecue we are recording above the butcher shop on fight week with my man derek marceau from valley farm market what up d
1: dude it is insane uh this rain i just left la jolla and i mean i think la jolla's gonna flood i think it might dude it was uh it was it was wild here in san diego we're very very spoiled and we get just such amazing weather. So when it sprinkles a little bit, I think we actually call it a flood.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, one of my favorite things is on our behind the smoke Facebook page. Olav from Norway started giving us shit because he said that we don't really know what rain is. And I'm guessing we, we probably have no idea what rain or snow is in San Diego. So we are, we are very (coughs) spoiled. No,
1: for sure. But we are talking about a fight week. Um, we know we started a journey about or I started a journey about a year ago, um, getting back in shape and uh, joining a gym. And I was fortunate to do the 10th Planet gym. Uh, Sean started coming with me. But in the process, we got to meet a lot of really, really cool people. Today, we have some guests that are really, really cool for us because they are the biggest part of the boxing gym, the um, big, biggest part of the boxing part of this gym. And uh, it's a father son duo prince and tiger smalls welcome guys welcome thank you um, so what we what we're doing <laughs> is that we uh we want to kind of dig into kind of what you guys do and you know we we know you got a fight coming up we got a fight on saturday and it's for the wbc title
2: in right. in mexico right yes it's a uh, the wbc latino
3: Americas title
1: and, and Prince, you're fighting, and it's at the 125 weight class. 126. 126. So you still said you got about six more pounds to cut? Yeah. And I was talking to him a little bit before the podcast, <laughs> and how wild is this, that he'll gain from the time he weighs in to the time that he gets to fight. He said he's going to go for a record. <laughs> and he's going to try to gain as much as he can, and he thinks he's going to hit 15 or 16 pounds.
0: That's incredible. In one day. In one day, 24-hour period. I mean, a
1: gluttonous fuck like me, I think I can do it. <laughs> but being 126, I don't know. That's going to be a, a big feat for you. So uh, talk to me. I mean, how's training been going? What are you guys doing?
3: Um, training has been going really well. Uh, we got good round sparring. Um, my dad's been on top of me with my sprints. Um, I've been doing a little bit of strength training. And uh, like I said, everything's been going well training wise. And um, for the diet, I just got to uh, lose a few more pounds. But um, other than that, we're, we're right on where we should be.
1: So your dad's been training you. Tiger, talk to us a little bit about the training. I mean, you train a fucking ton of people. I mean, you talk about boxing in San Diego. Everyone knows who you are. So talk to us. I mean, how do you get your son motivated? I mean, being a father son, dude, I know how I talk to my dad sometimes. And I mean, it can be a little mm. tricky. So how do you guys separate that? How, do, how does that all work?
2: Yeah, we separate the uh, father-son business relationship pretty well. He listens to me as an athlete, you know, so it's pretty easy. But I'm kind of harder on him because uh, I know what it is. And I know that this is a a very dangerous sport. So I try to stay on top of him to let him know that, yeah, we have to have fun. But you have to stay cautious as well. So
1: Yeah, and he was talking about doing (coughs) sprints and stuff. Is there certain things you guys do? that are just dedicated towards, you know, getting ready for the fight? Like, you know, do you do sprints year round or is it just, okay, we're going to do sprints now to kind of get your endurance up?
2: Well, I make him do the sprints because he's a flashy fighter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he's, say, you know, you could, there's certain ways you could win fights and certain ways you could win rounds. And one of the ways you could win rounds is you could relax for, you know, in, in spurts steel spurts and i want him to be prepared for that just in case if he have to do that since he's flashy anyway if Mm -hmm. he have to just run off a flurry and have to gain his wind back real quickly and pursue the the round and the fight it's no problem so that's why getting closer to the fight i have him even do more sprints because i know i want that wind to be able to pick up and he'll be able to maintain it now
1: you know all this because you were in the same position, right? You used to find a, at 126, same exact weight class. Right. Um, so that, I mean, that that's pretty cool just in itself.
2: Right.
1: Um, but now, you know, you kind of taking, were you a flashy fighter as well? Did you do I, the spurs? Do you? Yeah. And would I, you, would you whoop your son? I mean, let's, let, who, who's, who's uh, a better fighter? Uh, Come on.
2: Okay. Honesty. <laughs> Honesty. Um, I was, I was flashy. I think I was more uh, aggressive. Uh, yeah i was more aggressive i was more mean you know Mm -hmm. he smiles a lot right no but bodies are different like uh for instance uh after the weigh-in i would gain a lot of weight too right but my first meal my stomach would shrink so i would let's like i would have a big plate so i would eat Mm -hmm. like maybe two bites i don't have to push it away this motherfucker here (laughs) we went to a buffet and i was like damn this is a waste of my money i remember early in your career (laughs) right i was like this is a waste of my fucking money because i know his stomach shrunk this motherfucker went crazy at the buffet. I was like, this month, like for real. So proteins, it was so, so like different, you know. Proteins
0: peop- and carbs. Everything. It. You name it, he Everything. It. Done. Dessert.
2: Dessert. Everything. everything. What's the way is his finish on? Oh yeah, he goes. So I mean, like everything. everybody's a little different. So I try to compare myself to him and I can't. And to answer the question, uh, when he first started, I would have fucked him up. Right. I would have fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that, boy. I would <laughs> It better be. Beat his ass. But now, you know, I'm...
0: When, when did the switch happen? Uh, what, was, what was your career record?
2: My career record at the end, it ended up at 22 and 13.
0: 22 and 13. Two, 22 and 13. Were any of those losses worse? Most like, of my which, losses which were robberies. Were robberies. <laughs> no, I swear
2: to God, no, because I'm... All a, decisions? A, yeah. I got... No, I got, I, got, I got knocked out once. Well, really not knocked out. I got stopped once. But most of my... I swear... I was never signed until the end of my career, and when they did sign me, when Don King and them was fucking with me, they was only fucking with me to fuck with me, like they yeah. was only using me, really? right? So,
1: and that's kind of part of the business. That's right? part of
2: the business, and I didn't give a fuck as long as you was giving me my money, sure, right? But um, most of my most of my losses were robberies, and I've only like I can admit to the people that I lost like this one African dude beat the shit out of me. I've never beaten a Dominican kid like. They beat shit out, like I don't know what the fuck is up with that. I when I thought I think I thought about it like two years ago. I was like, you know, I have fought about three or four fucking Dominicans in my life, and I've never beaten one. Like yeah. they've all whooped my ass like decisively too. Like Something's I will never water. go out to the Dominican Republic and talk shit. I tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, most of my losses, to be honest with you, were robberies, and it is so what it is.
0: Were you born to fight? I know that at age three something historic happened to you, and not just you, but your bloodline. Right. Do you think you were born to fight? What happened at age three? Well,
2: at age three is when, you know, I I started, you know, getting interested in boxing. But it was at age five, if you're referring to the Muhammad Ali. Yes. That was, that was at age five. I had already been in the, the, the Daily News and in a lot of magazines about being the youngest boxer. And that's what made Muhammad Ali seek me out. Yes. And uh, brought me up to his training camp in Deer Lake, Pennsylvania. But at age three, you know. And you
0: were photographed with him, right? Right.
2: I was photographed with him. I was in his camp messing around, you know. That's awesome. You no know, meeting all his sparring partners and stuff like that. So that was definitely so there was
0: high expectations at an early age, right? Kind of like someone in this room, right? <laughs> kind of right. When you come kind from boring, a when you come yeah, from a blood right. bloodline, for sure. High expectations. How do you how do you deal with your dad's expectations?
3: Um, I mean, it's it's not really a lot of pressure on me. Uh, he keeps me leveled. Um, he's always he's always on me. Like he's he's hard on me. I'm not gonna lie, but it's it's not really. I don't really feel pressured um, knowing that. He was my dad and how much he accomplished in the sport and how he was brought up. Um, I think it's a lot how he grounded me. Like, coming up, he kind of he kind of groomed me to, like, be ready for this kind of thing, this championship, this fight life and everything. So I'm not really pressured by that. It's almost like I was made for this kind of thing. I don't know how to explain this.
1: No, for sure. I mean, you're, you're definitely – I mean, sometimes growing up, you don't – I mean, even – I can have a little parallel for – Just doing what we do. Like my dad's always been a butcher, you know, and I've been able to break down cattle and do it my whole life. And it's just something that everyone's like, "Well, when when did you learn and Like, how'd you know?" And I'm like, "It's just what I do, right? It's just just what I do. I don't really know anything else." And you know, people would talk about you know working. Like, how do you work so much? How do you have you know you're you're working seven days a week or you're working on weekends? And I'm like. It's just all I know. I've Mm -hmm. never known a different different way, so it's probably the same same concept. Like you just don't know anything different. Just what I do, you know, what I do well. So, what's your uh, record right now?
3: My record right now is fourteen and one with uh, six knockouts.
1: Oh, nice, yeah, nice. Okay, now, how did you get this WBC fight? Like, how how does this all work? Because I know boxing, you know, there's some. Political stuff and, some bullshit. and yeah, there's, there's some bullshit. There's a lot, of bull, there's a lot of fucking bullshit. That well, I mean, no even lo- dude, no even look at that fight that this this weekend, right? That was a fucking rad fight. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. mean, and I don't know anything about boxing, yeah. and I mean, I thought that was just an amazing fight, it and was. then to come to a draw. Well, there, you know, it's like there's a lot of money to be made for another fight for them, right? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um, but h- how does this all work for you guys to get the WBC title shot? That's pretty amazing.
3: Well, for me, um I I really just stay in the gym and and train and whatever my dad has me do, that's what I do. My dad is the one that manages my career. He's the one that's making all the connections and um, any opportunity that's thrown my way. I know that has something to do with my dad. So I don't know um, the people he's talked to or the things he had to, to do for, to make this happen. But I do know that he's fully in control of what happens in my career. And he he, he does everything. So right. now from Take-
1: fighting in the ring. Now you got to fight in the political cr- right. crowd.
3: But How- I know about that. Right.
1: He,
2: you know, it's, I mean well to be honest the way this title fight came about is because um, you know you know the the loss that he, he he fought was a title fight then quietly we came back and fought two more fights and um, knocked them out I think both of them were first round knockouts right yeah so you know we have to step up in competition there's no way we're just going to pad the record so since we you know stepped it up again in competition and the person that they offered us was a knockout artist you know 10 wins. Three losses, 10 knockouts. Wow. So with me being a businessman, I I always wanted to, you know, put my son in a position where the risk is always worth the reward. And I'm quite confident that he's going to be the first man to stop this guy. However, I told him, is there a vacant title out there or something? Because why are we going to sit up here and just fight him in a fight? For what? For what? I mean, we're fighting to fight because we're fighters, but we're fighting in my world, with a purpose. I'm fighting for him to become champion. I'm fighting with a purpose. So if we're going to fight a knockout artist that I feel we can knock out anyway, so we're going to accept the fight, why not negotiate something on the line for
0: it? So is it for the prestige of the belt or is it for the prestige of the purse?
2: It's for me, and I feel for him, the prestige prestige of the belt. Right now, we want the WBC. Mm -hmm. We want... We want to be on their radar, and that's why we seeked out or sought out a WBC belt.
0: What kind of fucked up things happened in your career that you're trying to avoid with your son's career as far as the business end and exactly what you said, not just fighting to fight, right. but fighting with a purpose well, to build a brand and to build you know, something where he can have a career and he can have opportunity that, let's say, you might not have been afforded?
2: Well, I fucked myself. How so? I did a lot of shit. You know, too. Well, I mean, my talents were there. But I was never signed because I never wanted to be signed in the beginning part of my career. I was fighting with the, the Great Western Forum, but I never signed with them. <clears throat> and I was actually under that was a with
0: management them. group, the Great Western Forum. The Great
2: Western Forum, no, they was actually a, um, a promotional company. So they, were, they, actually, they, were, they actually promoted boxing, they, but
0: they also represented fighters. Yeah,
2: they uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, Mark Mark Two Sharp. Johnson. Is there a
0: conflict of interest to be a, the promoter and the representation for fighters?
2: Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, and sometimes you know the manager is the promoter. Like I consider myself his promoter, you know. Mm-hmm. I promote my son, but for me, I fucked my my stuff up because I was too outgoing, and he's nothing like me. I was. I was what yeah, you what know, did you I was, do? Give it.
0: Give us. Give us a little bit of the the backstory, oh, the controversial, the, the, the behind the smoke, the, behind, scene. the, the smoke. behind
2: the smoke. Speaking of behind the smoke, that's what started what? this shit. Smoking, know, smoking. smoking too much. Yeah, I was smoking, and I opened my big mouth. You know, I did no see. It was all taken out of context. I did it because you know back then all these fighters were um were um you know getting busted for steroids and all that shit like they are today sure right and my point was you know a lot of people when they get when they pop positive for for other you know drugs or things people are misinterpreted they think like if you pop positive for marijuana you're high right then no i mean it was in, in your system but right. you're not in the fucking ring, you're not in the back in the dressing room smoking a fucking blunt. You're not you know like- what I mean? So what I was saying is, why are they even testing for it? Test for only performance enhancing drugs. So I figured after one of my title fights, I, you know, High Times came up and they interviewed me. And I so did they
0: know you? Like, they already knew that they you were, knew that I was fighting for the title. And they knew that you were smoking.
2: And they knew that I was
0: smoking. They didn't a, give a fuck.
2: No, I didn't care. I didn't care. I was. I, I didn't know that I had to, though. But no, I really didn't. I didn't know yeah. that I had to. So, you know. I did the, but I you
0: did, did what was honest. You did what was true to your brand. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. True you, were tr- you were true to yourself. You didn't give a fuck. I, I was
2: true to myself then. Yes. You have kids that listen to this, right? I don't smoke now. <laughs> right, no. I know it's legal, but I don't do that. All right? Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I fucked up because I told I, 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 I ratted on myself. Right? I told people that I smoked weed. And the but, boxing world did not like that.
1: Isn't that wild? You really start to think about it. It's crazy. Like I mean, we can have a whole other podcast about marijuana, right? Absolutely. But I did it
2: with uh-huh. my belts, right? I did it with my belts. So, <laughs> you know, they. You know, the WBO president called me, and before it even hit the stands, and was like, "What the fuck?" He was. Yelling. I was like, "What?
0: What year was this?"
2: I think two thousand five.
0: Two thousand five. So oh. we still we're still internet internet era. Oh yeah, this oh, motherfucker
2: yeah. was hot. Right? <laughs> he was hot, and he was in Puerto Rico, bro. And I'm like, "What the fuck? What are you talking about?" Right? And he says, "Uh." So, you, you, uh, every time you spar when you're high, it's like a video game. I said, Oh, that sounds like a quote. I said, Oh, uh, no, nah, I never said that. I never, you know, I told him, I said, These motherfuckers were lying and this, that, and the third. Right. So, I hung up the phone with him. I called this, uh, I think it was another reporter called Boxing2005.com. I called him up. I said, Yo, man, you got to do an article on me. I got to fucking save my ass. Right. I was like, Yo, I never smoke weed. Kids don't smoke weed. Don't right. blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but it didn't save me. Uh,
0: no. It was already the, the damage high, the was high done. times. And then after that was the ESPN.
2: Right. Which they were after me anyway, but that was a 20- What did you do? I put a uh, golden on my back and
0: uh, you got paid for. A I got paid,
2: you know, decent amount of money for that. And uh, ESPN was pissed the fuck off. They was like, yo, you got to take that off your back. And I was like, for what? They was like, because you're getting we're paying you to fight. You know, you're not you can't make extra income. And that's where they fucked up. That's how I won the case. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, NASCAR do it. Anybody, everybody does it, right? Sure, so I was right. like, what are you talking about? So uh, they was like, you cover it up, we'll pay you double. Whatever your sponsors is paying you, we'll pay you double. And your purse, just cover it up. So until now, because this is behind the smoke, right? I'm yeah, going to tell sure. you guys the truth. <laughs> So all my friends think I was this gangster and just did it anyway. Right. But I swear to God, right? I took a fucking... Because I wanted to double the money, right? right? So I took a magic... I had my sister take a magic marker. And we fucking like blotted this shit out. So I just have a fucking block. It was no just way. a block. I swear to God. A black block on my back. That's it, right? And then it sweated off. I sweat off while I'm warming up. But no we way. don't know.
0: We don't fucking know.
2: So I get out there. And when they introduce and I take off my robe. Like if you really look at the, the tape, you could see my sister like this, like immediately, <laughs> like the minute we took off the road. Because now ESPN is going to find me; right. they're going to hold up my purse and all that bullshit. But Who won I, the you know, fight? I they robbed me.
0: Oh, that fight. That's well, that was a no, that's one of
2: them. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the fights that they robbed me. Which you can go back and watch the fight. I whooped his ass, and they robbed me that's in his hometown. I was one of those guys. I'd go to your hometown, whoop your ass, and you know, get robbed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. So, I mean, you have high expectations coming from a, a boxing, boxing heritage, this boxing bloodline. I mean, do you have brothers and sisters? I have
3: brothers and sisters, yes. Older, younger? I'm the oldest out of everybody. Oh, you're the oldest. Yeah. So
0: you're the first Yeah. And, and so, I'm the only boxer. Ah, the yeah. only boxer. Really? How, how'd that happen?
3: Uh, I Actually, just I haven't been boxing that long. It was about maybe now nine years ago was in 2008, 2009. I would because um, my dad was already retired. So then I came back to live with him and I'm coming home from school, going to the gym because that's where he worked and I'm watching him train all these fighters. And um, I don't know, I just see him get frustrated a lot and this is job and everything, I didn't know that at the time but I would listen to the things he was telling him and it made sense to me, I don't know why, it just clicked. And um, I wanted to kind of show him that the things he was saying worked, you know? And uh, that's kind of like my how I got into boxing and I kind of wanted to try it. And, and uh, when I told him I wanted to box, um, you know he didn't really take me serious at first, but uh, I kind of proved it as we went along, and and it just happened, everything just fell into place. Are you, you know? from San Diego? No, I'm from New York. Okay, that's so
2: crazy. You remember that? Because <laughs> I used to make that motherfucker do like some Karate Kid shit. When oh said, yeah. I'd be like, oh, you want to fight? Right? Mm-hmm. Go sit in the ring and close your eyes and, and I swear, can <laughs> you <know> I not? <laughs> no, Take, yeah. take these
0: th- chopsticks. No, <laughs> 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 he would be in the ring like this. I, I said, now imagine yourself. Meditate.
2: When the bell ring, you know how you guys start? Right. He would just, for three minutes. And then when the bell ring for 30 seconds, he could open his eyes. Three <laughs> rounds of just imagining yourself boxing. I, I swear that. to God. I swear to
1: God. That's and, sha- and that's
0: the real shadow boxing? Well, I, I, yeah, for real. I, I, <laughs> wanted to that with him. I wanted to discourage him from
2: boxing, but it didn't work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably there. I, I think, uh, you know we know how dangerous it is. And so for our kids to do it, you know, everyone always asks me cause I played in the NFL. I played football mm-hmm. and they're always saying, Hey, are you going to let your kids play football? And I say, I'm not going to let them play football until high school if they want to play football, but I'll never push them towards it because I just know, I mean, I had eight documented concussions, which probably means I had 50 or a hundred hmm. concussions that I played through. Um, and I, you know, there's a lot of times I'm, I can see certain things in myself, and I'm like, man, I I don't want that for my kid. You know, I want them to. But in the same respect, just gotta let them pave their own path. And if that's what they want to do, and it's who they are, I mean, you got you got to just support it like what you're doing. You know, it's it's um, it's hard though. It's it's really really hard because I don't want to I don't want to see my kid laying lifeless on the field like my parents had to watch me when I got a concussion. I'm completely knocked out. You know, that's uh, I just got to see another. My last game at Kansas State, I uh, got a concussion. I was out cold. And I'd never seen the footage before because I never wanted to go back and watch it. And it was bad, you know, just watching myself lay there. It was like, oh, my God, that was pretty, pretty bad. And I would never want to see my son laying there like that. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, they're going to pave their own path and let them do. They're going to be their own person (coughs) and, you know, do the thing. So so we got Tijuana, which is uh, amazing. If uh, I actually just love Tijuana.
0: Um, <laughs> don't tempt him.
1: Yeah. Don't don't tempt me with a good time. Um, but you're going to go down there. So do you go down there on Friday? And that's, Or do you go down there tomorrow? What's your guys' schedule like for this weekend?
3: Yeah, we're supposed to go down there tomorrow. We have one more press conference. Then Friday we weigh in. Saturday fight night. Yeah. And
1: then do you stay down there for victory? Yeah. Um,
3: we we say we do we will but we usually don't we just come right back you <laughs> right? know it's, and there's a lot of stuff going on right now so we probably just want to hurry up and take care of business and come. There back.
1: There is a lot of is it is that border stuff still going on where all the refugees want to come yeah. over? And, yeah, it's we've bad. Been,
3: is, right? we've been going back and forth and is, I mean have. nothing's really changed.
2: They got a wall up. Yeah, yeah, they got a fucking wall. Oh like yeah, Bob you seen the wall oh, with yeah. the barbed yeah, wire? Oh, so yeah, they yeah. got it, you know. But the we actually traveled pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good. That's
0: good. How many people are going to be going down? Like in in the in the crew? Because I mean, one of the coolest things for us, you know, just doing this podcast, going behind the smoke, we were able to have Andy Murad Tooth Fairy come on his fight week. Yeah. You know, he went up. We went up to Burbank to cover that fight and watched him with the Muay Thai championship. You were in the corner, mm-hmm. and you know, we got behind the smoke, like literally media passes to go watch oh. the pre-fight warm up, watch you talking to Andy. You know, getting his. Um, getting putting on his wraps you know going through warm-ups and then it, it was just such a cool thing as someone that loves fight night someone that was you know I grew up with the with Tyson and you know getting together with friends and watching fight night right. going behind the scenes and watching that was really cool what tell us what kind of uh, you know what did you tell Andy during his fight I mean he went five rounds he won the title he got one in the decision they almost called the fight yeah. because he was bleeding so bad but um, you know what are you gonna take from that experience
3: um you know I kind of separate myself um when I'm in like the corner where I'm training somebody and then when I'm actually in there the cool thing though is uh when I started when I told my dad I wanted to fight he um he actually wanted me in the gym working as well you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of like how I got my experience and I just kind of and just like in boxing same as in training I just try to take a page out of my dad's book and a lot of the things my dad tells me I kind of repeat, and uh it actually works. It helps the fighters. Um, it helps me, keeps me um on my toes mentally. So I mean, I just I don't I don't remember exactly what I was telling Andy, but I know it's a lot of the same things my dad probably would have been telling me before move I your go. fucking head. <laughs> Stop <laughs> getting
1: punched in the face. Stop getting punched in the face. <laughs> that That'd be probably like one of the things hurts. my dad would say. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Stop getting knocked in the face. Yeah. Yeah, but Andy,
2: Andy gets better when he gets punched in the face.
0: He does. He does. He I mean, he's does. he's fucking a fucking
1: bulldog. Beast. He's yeah. a beast. Man. He's a bulldog. I actually wrestled with him in a high If you're in a barroom
2: fight, you yeah. want him on your side. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. And he's, just, uh, like,
0: he's all gas. And he just keeps going all, <laughs> all gas. All gas all the like, time.
1: Stop. Slow <laughs> down, sure. boy. It's, uh, no, it's really cool to watch him and, and you know watch you guys and everyone do their thing. It's... Something different for us. You know, everyone says, Why don't you box? It's like, because I hate, I just can't stand getting punched in the face. It's, it's, <laughs> I can't imagine I, anyone punching you in the face. It's not, it's not, I, not, I not try for to me. avoid that. Yeah. yeah you're a it's big not, dude. Nobody's trying to punch you. No, not, not, uh, not my gig though. Um, so there's multiple belts in boxing. Yes, sir. Am I, am I correct? And, but the WBC is the, the most prestigious. prestigious one. So it's no. kind of like the NFL of, of the boxing, like the, the best of the best get to uh, get to go there. <clears throat> how many more other? there? One, how many uh, different ones are there?
2: There's several. Um, there's even some we probably never even heard of, uh, you know, but there's the main ones are WBC, WBA, IBF, WBO, IBO, right? Yep.
0: And, Why are there so many?
2: Oh, in the ringside, right? Money. Yeah. Money. Well, ringside, yeah. Money. Because, yeah. you know, you and I, we could come up with a behind the smoke belt if we have an organization and we got money behind it. And uh, we get a legitimate champion. Mm-hmm. You got to realize like the IBF really wasn't a legitimate belt until Larry Holmes won that title. Then all of a sudden it became like the WBC and the WBA. <clears throat> and then like the WBO was uh, one of one of the belts uh, that's where relatively new like was in the 80s. It was, you know, the WBO came about. That wasn't well respected until like a real good champion like Oscar De La Hoya became the WBO champion. Then it's like, oh, shit, the WBO is legitimate now. So if we could, like I said, we could come up with a belt right now. And as long as we uh, have money behind it and uh, a legitimate champion, then we'll be
0: somebody. How How do you fix boxing? You don't. You don't? Why not?
2: Because it's for the crooks. This is the only sport like that, right? This is the only sport like it is. So you can't fix it. You won't fix it. It's got to stay the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like, you know, throwing a party. That's all the promoters do is they're throwing a party, but it's a fight. You know, it's never going to change. So now going towards, uh, you know,
1: the training and and doing everything. Do you watch your opponent? Like for for me in football, Mm -hmm. right? I sit down and we watch weeks of film. We're playing Oklahoma and I'm watching... My opponent, his first step. What he's doing when he's pulling. What does he do? Is he light on his hand? Is he forward? Is he pushing forward? Is, are his hips up? Like I, I look at every little thing. Do you do that, or do you more concentrate on yourself? Because I know there's some people that really like to just concentrate on like beat me. Like I'm going to be my best. I don't care what the fuck you do, because I'll beat it. Like, are, do you guys take that approach, or do you guys take the the approach of like, okay, let's see what they do, and see if we can counter them.
3: That that's more my approach toward it. You know, um, I look at it as he's going to fight me differently anyway because of the way my physical attributes are and everything. I'm not like any of the opponents he has fought. Um, So I I try not to watch tape on my opponent, maybe
0: once or twice, you know, maybe see how he comes out or something. So you take the the John Wooden approach. Yeah. Just you focus on you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Focus on you and your craft and how you can be better. Exactly. Yeah.
3: And uh, my dad on the other hand, so he, he breaks it down Um, every day. There's something, something new. He's doing this, he's doing that. And this is what I want you to do to, 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 you know, beat that. You know right. what I mean? So my dad, he's always watching table my opponent. Um, every fight. Every fight. There hasn't been one fight that he hasn't.
0: Has that gotten easier with technology? Now that, you know. Whether, oh, whether, YouTube whether shit? Yeah, whether yeah. it's televised or Most not definitely. televised, you can always get film. Or you can get film from a different angle. I had a, a hookup. to break up. something down.
2: I had a hookup skip. You got a guy? No, back in the day. Mm-hmm. He died. Thank really? God for YouTube. Yeah, he had. I, he used to send me all my tapes of my opponent. His hmm. name was Skit Back in the back in the nineties, he passed away. But uh, yeah, YouTube made it way easier, you know, because I had to pay for that shit. Right. You know? There's a guy named Bruce Baumgartner who's a
1: wrestler who was one of the best heavyweight wrestlers in the world. He uh, went to the Olympics and everything. But he he was like, I have four moves. <laughs> beat him. Yeah. I perfect these four moves. If you can beat them you're going to beat me. Plain and simple. It didn't matter who was in front of him. He just had four. And some people take that approach and it works. And it's great. Obviously, it worked for him. He's in the fucking Olympics, right? Um, But I was always way more strategic. I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the strongest. But I was the smartest. I always felt like I could figure out. Then you put it all together and then it just all works out together. So that's good that you take the approach and not really wanting to see your opponent. Let your dad do that. And he can train you the way he wants to train you to make sure if this guy is stepping this way that you're you're ready for those things. So that's a great little... uh, little system you guys got going that's
0: pretty cool yeah tell us uh about the the boxing program tiger smalls boxing you know at you have that 10th planet you know talk about how you train fighters what age you ta- start taking them uh,
2: um, my son teaches the kids programs what um, ages from uh five on yeah right? i take from them five, from on. five on yeah mm-hmm. when I, I used to do the kids program i'll take him right from the from the cradle yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> But after still, I passed still. it on to my son, my son said five years old. So five yeah. it is now. But uh, no, I'm serious too. I would, I would tell him just have him in the gym, just on the tat, just, 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 just have have him around it. You right. know what I mean? You know. But uh, I, I I teach the six p.m. the the main boxing class, and then I teach all the professional boxers. I have Ivan, uh, one of my uh heavyweights. He's also fighting on the card. He'll uh, he teaches uh my six. Two of my six a.m. classes, and he also trains some of my amateurs. He has an amateur as well, a female amateur. So I have a system where where I'm teaching classes, regular people doing PTs for people to get in shape, kids that want to be amateurs, and I got all what one, two, three, four, five pros, and all of them are undefeated
0: except wow. him. <laughs>
2: why do you think <laughs> he's got? Why else? do you think
0: San Diego is such a hotbed for not just boxing but MMA in general?
2: I don't know. I think I think San Diego is hotter for MMA because of the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu. I think uh the jiu-jitsu is out here in San Diego is is great, you know. We have like how many tenth planets right now in San Diego? We got the oceanside, the Poway, Mission Spring Valley. Valley, Spring Valley Mission Valley, which mm-hmm. is the you know, so the jujitsu programs out here and then you got some competitors, you know, some, some solid competitors uh, on the jujitsu. So I think that's why MMA is so big out here in San Diego. And then Mexico, you know, is a big boxing country. Always. always. And then we're, we border with Mexico. That's why I want him to fight a lot in Mexico, because Mm -hmm. once you get that fan base, you've got a huge fan base in the boxing world. Sure. You know what I mean? So uh, with us being so close to Mexico, that makes us, even a bigger boxing town. You know what I mean? So uh, that's how we got it so good on both parts in my, be, in my opinion. So Tiger, sure. how do you feel about when you were boxing
1: and now coaching, do you get the same amount of gratification for when you won as a fighter as you do for someone that you're training that, that,
2: you know, no, no. I mean, people hate me as a fighter. Right. I was an asshole. I was, a, you know, because of him, people love me. I deal with the <laughs> same fucking people that hated me. <laughs> I swear to God, I deal with the same fucking promoters and matchmakers that hated me, that love me now because of this guy. Right? You know what I mean? So.
0: Is it because he smiles more? I think so.
2: (laughs) He's way better looking, you know? So I don't know. Maybe it's that he's, you know, I don't know. Uh, They like him, so they like me. But
1: watching him get
2: a a win, I mean, how does that make you feel? Oh, man, so proud. I mean, you know, I mean, like I'll say it. Again, and I'll probably say it again Saturday night on one of my posts, you know, a lot of people wait years to meet their favorite fighter. I raised mine. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm fortunate.
1: That's
2: yeah, actually fortunate. Really, really cool. Really cool. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, just covering Andy's fight and being up there. I mean, they, they tell you, you know, you, you can't make a scene, you know, as part of the media. You know, you can't cheer for the fetter I'm like, oh, fuck. I felt like I won the fucking title. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, get him, Andy. Yeah, get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so how do, how do people uh, follow you? What on social? Where do, where do they go? How do they follow you? You can follow Keep me in on
3: um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, What's your handle? Prince underscore T Smalls. Perfect. And then Facebook. Just search Prince Tiger Smalls. And
0: okay. It come up. And then uh, the boxing program, where do they go?
3: Tiger Smalls Boxing on Instagram. I think we have a Twitter account for them as well, but for sure Instagram at Tiger Smalls Boxing and then there's a page on Facebook that you can like um, Tiger Smalls Boxing. And, and
1: seriously, guys, if you're in San Diego, you want to do something with boxing, I'm not just saying it because I'm there and I see it every day, but this is the best of the best in San Diego. So make sure you guys come out. Uh, we thank you guys so much for coming and joining us on this podcast. Um and good luck, man. This yeah. is uh, going to be amazing. I'm going to try to get down to Tijuana if Thanks. I can this weekend. I just don't know if, uh, if I'll ever come back.
2: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> if you be go good. behind the smoke right. in Tijuana, <laughs> you, Derek might not be coming we'll, back. We'll be good. We'll be good. Right. Yeah. We want to give some
2: shout-outs, though. Dude, go, for go for it. it. Do some big shout-outs be, to you guys, oh, you know, oh, yeah, all the sure. sponsors. You know what you I'm saying? So us. we definitely want to give shout-outs.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, hook
3: them up. And I, I appreciate you guys having us behind the smoke, Valley Farm, Um a couple of my sponsors, I have, a uh, TC1 Joe help me out. Um, well, my gym, of course, 10th Planet. Um, what else is there? Uh, my dad, my dad. I don't, I don't, I don't think I really, I don't think I really, really got to shout you out. You're, you're part of me. Yeah. But, shout uh, out Pops. <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> and then, um, I got a Workaholics that's backing me up. That's a clothing brand out here in San Diego. Um. What else is there? Uh, Melanin life, um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Everlast, 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 for sure. Ever, for sure yeah. You don't want to piss off Ernie. Of yeah, they they helped me out since I broke my hand. I broke my hand in one of my fights, and he's been helping me out since then. So
0: yeah, I mean it's it's so important for people that listen to the podcast. I mean you can't you can't be a professional athlete. You can't be a, a competitive team. I mean it takes a village to do these things and anytime you can get any kind of support no matter where that support comes from Mm -hmm. um, it's important to you know give back Derek and I we talk about sponsorships all the time if we don't have people stepping up to help us put on these events um, shit if I didn't ask Derek to sponsor the Spring Valley Barbecue Festival we probably wouldn't be podcasting here today so it's uh, 10 years ago So don't be afraid to ask 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 for sponsorship. But yeah, thank you guys for coming um, behind the smoke. It means a lot to have uh, such respected fighters coming above the butcher shop to to share your story. Thank you guys for listening. Please keep uh, hashtagging us behind the smoke. Um, let us know what's going on. This week's social shout out is going to the Pacific Dawn at Pacific Dawn Sports Fishing. Uh, they keep interacting with us. It's not about barbecue. They have a fishing business, charter business. Um, Derek's a huge fisherman. I love to get out on the ocean, uh, but they send us their photos. We appreciate that. So, no matter what you're doing, uh, share your story with us behind the smoke. Thanks for listening. And uh, go out and support our guys right here 10th uh, Planet, Tiger Smalls Block, b- Boxing, and uh, Prince. Let's get, a, get her done. Let's see that uh, belt. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go for home. Home. I'm for down sure. with that. All right. Sure. All right. Hey guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, We also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved.